<laughs> Welcome back, folks, to the Trelour Blazures, brought to you by work. Yes, work. Work allows you to make money and have hobbies like this here podcast. Try work today. Working, won't you? Oh, see, that's like a modern slogan right there. Yeah, it's a Mystery Science Theater joke that I have worked into my own personality so deeply that it's inextricable. <laughs> Nick is now only identifiable by Mystery Science 3000 quotations and things like that. That's always been the case. And he's, and he likes Scotland. That's right, true. That and, he, is. and he eats haggis. He's a haggis man. I'm going through haggis withdrawal here. It's been like months since I've had haggis. All he does is eat haggis. That's all he does. I would like that clam. You know that clam kid, or is it a cl- uh, clams? Yeah, the kid that eats clams. The kid that eats clams. Yeah, you've not seen that meme video. No. Only eat clams. That's all I do. Hmm. That's what he says. Folks, welcome to the show. Uh, did we fool you last week when we talked? When we you thought we were going to talk about physical trailers that move stuff around? We got them. Every single. There's not a single person that wasn't confused. They were like. Oh, I thought I was on the Trailer Blazers podcast, but this is a different podcast, and it's about tractor trailers. Yeah, so this, but this week it's it, it's all politics all the time. The hottest takes from the whitest guys. <laughs> Kevin just threw his phone across the room. <laughs> Kevin loves a political podcast. He works in the news for context. Oh gosh, he yeah, gets yeah. sick of hearing it. As we all would be. Heck, I'm not in the news and I'm sick of hearing it. You know what I'm saying? That's right. I got no control over things, but you know what I do have control over? What I done had watched this past week. What we done had watched this past week. Uh, I watched the regular things that I've been watching. So Mandalorian, Poker Face. Um, I'm almost done with, with the season of Poker Face. I got a couple left. Still really think that's really, really good. Um... Mando is great. Uh, I still have this week's Ted Lasso to watch, so I might do that tonight, but I haven't watched anything new. Okay. I want to talk non-spoilery about the last episode of Mando. Um, I loved the episode. It was it was directed by BDH. The goat. Uh, the goat. We love BDH. Um, she had some she had some like teal and pink vibes going on in that city that I was really yeah. digging on the streets. Steph said it was a Final Fantasy VIII city. Oh. <sighs> That is, yes, that's a great way to put it. Uh, by the way, I started playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. I really oh, yeah. like it. Yeah, I really like it. I it, went very to uh, dinner with Kevin, our friend Kevin, and Crystal Fay, our friend Crystal. Yes. The artist. Who, uh, a very good artist. Yeah. And uh, some other friends of ours, Dale and Sarah. And they were talking a lot about Final Fantasy, the remake, and... Uh, like Final Fantasy sequels, and I was just sitting there like I don't know any of what any of this is, but <laughs> I'm having a good time. Yeah, well, I figured I I'm going to do a Final Fantasy VII character Biggs uh, for Dragon Con, and I figure I should probably play the game first. Yeah, named after Biggs Darklighter from Star Wars. Oh, is it really? Yeah. That's oh, because Wedge. And Wedge. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. Interesting. Well, it's very Japanese. I'll tell you that the game is very Japanese. Yep. But that's not a bad thing. It's just, it is what it is. I didn't necessarily, I, I, Lizzo's not a great actor. Let's just go ahead and say that. Not a great actor. Do I hate that she was on the, of course not. 
But no, Jack, I mean you don't have to be a good actor for that part. No, you really don't. Uh, she, but she had, I think she had more lines than Jack Black. But Jack Black's great. I mean, he's he's yeah. a good actor. So he's a national treasure. He's a national treasure. Yeah. So, uh, but overall, like the episode uh, a lot. Um, there's a lot of droids. I like that. I also like the Ugnaught part. I like the Ugnaught part too. Yeah. Oh, also, uh, I love Bo-Katan's exasperated face <laughs> as she's because like Bo-Katan's the most competent person in the room always. Yeah. So whenever like she's with people and they're doing goofy stuff or it goes wrong, she just has this face that looks like just like the face of the only adult in the room, and I really love it. It's yeah. just this expression that she gets when everyone's being annoying. Yeah. What What's the actress that plays her? I can't remember. Uh, Katie Sackhoff. Yeah, Katie Sackhoff. You know, we all know my thoughts on Katie Sackhoff. However, I will say this. However, when you, when she is uh, the contrast of her when she's on the same episode as Lizzo, I'm like, okay, she can act. She's all right. Yeah, she's great. She, she, you know, Lizzo makes her look like, you know, Oscar award winner. <laughs> um, all right. So I, so I watched Mando, obviously, uh, watched a bunch of racing. Who cares? Um, two, two things. I, uh, let me start with this. One thing I did not expect to watch is something called dance moms from 2011. Okay. Yeah. I'm a little <laughs> curious about this one. <laughs> My 13-year-old has never really watched a lot of reality TV, so she's sort of discovered it on Disney+, Plus, and I, I don't know if she, her friends introduced her or whatever. She's been watching Dance Moms, and she has roped uh, Aaron into watching it with her at night. Well, okay. I turned on Mando last night, and they're like, can we just watch an episode? And I was like, that's fine. I go to bed way, way later than they do. So I... They, so I end up watching an episode of Dance Moms with them, and I and I kind of also saw some episodes like I'm like cleaning the kitchen and I hear it or I you know I see a little bit of it. Um, boy, this is these are some of the worst people. Uh, like it's all Karens. I assumed just from the title that it was a very Karen heavy establishment. I mean, it down to the haircuts, bro. Down to just. Everything about these these women are it's it's just the worst. They're just the worst, and that's what makes it compelling reality TV, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and maybe and I don't know if they're hamming it up or whatever. Anyway, so I have seen Dance Moms. If you want to come into my DMs and talk about Dance Moms, I can contribute to the conversation. Okay. There was a, a Patreon episode of sitcom D and D where the whole entire episode was Elizabeth explaining an episode of a reality show to Aaron and it was Vanderpump rules. So that's some oh. sort of reality show. It sounded kind of like Kardashian. It sounds Dutch. Yeah. But it, it, it was like, like just rich people who suck, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's like, man, I never really watched reality TV, but like, I love to hear people talk about how bad it is in fun ways. So, yeah, pretty pretty awful. Um, and then what I really want to talk about is I saw Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. I have not seen it yet. So how did you like it? You have to see this movie in a theater. It is so good. It's uh, one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. You know, it was written by the guy who wrote Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh, John Watts. Uh. No, the other there, it was a co-writer for for the, oh. it was the other guy. Well, he directed. I don't know if he wrote. Yeah, it. well, whoever wrote Homecoming, so it's somebody with some that has some comedy chops when when it comes to writing. It's well written. The characters are dis, are distinct. The uh the, and they, and there's development. The relationships are fun. Some of the stuff that happens 
in this. Uh, I've never seen done in a fantasy. Uh, I'm not even going to tell you some of these elements because I don't want to spoil it. Um, if you've seen some of the marketing, you've, you some of it's kind of have been spoiled. But I went into it with really nothing spoiled. I loved it so much. Do you have to play Dungeons and Dragons or know anything about Dungeons and Dragons to, to like this? No, it is because it's basically Lord of the Rings and Guardians of the Galaxy. That's the best way to explain this. That's a good selling point for me because I love both of those things. Yep. I think in the actual marketing, they say it's Princess Bride meets Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it's a little more Lord of the Rings meets Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, I'm going to go see it, I think, next Wednesday. And uh, then if you're a Patreon subscriber and you've seen it and you want to hear us talk about it, we will record a review episode. like a Not a review episode because... More like a recap episode of us talking about it. So yeah, patrons can look forward to that. You can look forward to that, folks. All right, so that is everything we done had watched this past week, and that brings us to the new news. This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. We have uh, a couple uh, disconnected things and then one really long thing. <laughs> yeah, we sure do. But we can get through the disconnected stuff real quick. So um, Legendary Pictures, famous for... Oh, what's Legendary famous for? Lord of the Rings. Have I heard of it? <laughs> they, d- oh, Dune. Dune. Guys. Dune. Okay, so some of the best movies ever. Yeah. They are making a Street Fighter movie. Why, when the Street Fighter movie that already exists is one of the greatest <laughs> movies of all time? That's a great question, Nick. Yeah, he's asking the real questions here, folks. Um, I'm kind of excited about this. I have no idea. It's not a great story, so I don't know what what they're going to do with the story. When M. Bison destroyed your town, it was the worst day of your life. For me, it was, it was Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> Anyway, they're make so this is happening. Uh, hopefully, that it'll be good. I want it to be good. And we can't stop it. You can't stop the shine or the glow. All right, <laughs> can't stop the signal. You can't. And then um, something that's very fun. This is actually a, a little bit of a, a Vigi game news because we're not doing Vigi game uh, one quarter portion this week. There's a Last Ronin TMNT game. So if you're familiar with Last Ronin storyline of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, there, there's a game in development, and it's going to be like God of War, but it's uh, Last Ronin. I'll probably play that. I will play that too. This, that's tip, not my typical type of game that I like, sort of like an action combat game, whatever. But I like the the property of uh, TMNT enough that I'll be like, yeah, let's let's go. Last Ronin is a comic, right? Uh, yeah. I believe. Yeah, it's a uh, comic. It's a TMNT uh, comic where uh, very violent. There's yeah, one. What, there's one last. I don't know who it is. One last Raphael. one. Raphael. He's mm-hmm. the last one. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like. The last surviving one going through the enemies and whatnot. Yep. So it's uh, very violent. Uh, he's you know he's got to he's avenge his brothers and and all that good stuff. So it should be that uh, should be fun. Sounds cool. I think I do too. I, I really like the idea. So and I think a lot of other people do too. All right. So let's talk about the big uh, bantha in the room, uh, which is Star Wars Celebration 2023. Tons of stuff announced. A lot of Star Wars news. Let's jump right in. Okay. Yeah. So I woke up having forgotten that celebration was happening in london so i woke up to a slew of excellent news this morning that that you know it kind of set the pace for my day in a good way yeah, so that's great I enjoyed this uh they announced three live action movies uh there's the first one is going to be directed by james mangold which is 
a good sign always. Yeah. Oh, He's yeah. excellent. Uh, who's James Mangold? He directed Logan. He directed 310 to Yuma. He just directed the new Indiana Jones movie that looks good. And a couple other things. He's he's good. And uh, that's going to be set during the... Like, even before the High Republic or the, right at the beginning. Uh, it's going to be about like the first Jedi. And it's being described as a biblical epic. Sounds cool. Uh, the second one is being directed by Dave Filoni and it's going to be like a culmination of all of the Mandoverse timeline stuff and I'm really hoping they call it Heir to the Empire uh, and have it be about like Thrawn so I'm going for that hoping for that and then uh, the third one who is being directed by Charmaine Obai Chinoy I'm sorry if I butchered that doing my best here and that one is going to take place 15 years after the Rise of Skywalker. And it's going to be about Rey, who is now a Jedi Master, setting up a, uh, a new Jedi Order. Hopefully a less uh, rigid one, because that is what collapsed them in the first place. They put out, which we'll talk about this in depth later, they put out a, an Ahsoka trailer. And uh, they said that it's going to come out in August, so we have a release date for Ahsoka. And then they hinted at doing more than one season of that, too, which is good. That's great news. And then one year from that, August 2024, will be season two of Andor. Yep, yep. Uh, And we all know how great Andor was. Yep. Uh, We we had confirmation that Mary Elizabeth Winstead is playing Harris and Dula, so that's great. Uh, What do we know of Mary Elizabeth Winstead from? We know her from the new, new movie, Scott Pilgrim, and season three of Fargo, uh, which is my favorite season of Fargo, and uh, a lot of other great stuff. She's great. Uh, everybody loves her, uh, including uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor, who is her husband. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. They met making Fargo, and then uh, now they're married. Okay. So we got, yeah, Andor, and then uh, they talked more about the, the series The Acolyte with Daphne Keene from Logan and uh, his Dark Materials. And that is going to be from from the perspective of the Sith in uh, the high. I think the High Republic era. Yeah, like when they're down and out, and there's and the yeah. Jedi Jedi are everywhere, and they're very. Uh, I love the description for this. The pitch is frozen meets Kill Bill. I have no idea how that is going to shake out, uh, but I'm intrigued by it. And then uh, they. They talked about Skeleton Crew, which is the Jude Law kind of Goonies one that is written by John Watts, who directed Spider-Man Homecoming, and directed by John Watts, and Bryce Dallas Howard, and David Lowery, who directed The Green Knight, and The Daniels, who directed Everything Everywhere All at Once, Jake Schreer, who is directing Captain America 4, and Lee Isaac Chung, who I am not familiar with, but those are the episode directors. Plus, it stars Jude Law, and Jude Law is great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to all of this, for sure. Yep, and then they they talked about Indiana Jones, uh, which we will talk about again later. So that was that was the Star Wars celebration. Uh, the 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 best thing to come out of it was the Ahsoka trailer, but we're, we're saving that towards later on. So yeah, there, there was something about the uh, the Jedi Master Kelleran Beck. Is he like a well known Jedi Master? Should I have known who that is? So I only knew this from an Easter egg video that I watched, a Screen Crush Easter egg video. Yeah. But uh, so that was Ahmed Best's character that don't don't uh, spoil it. But yeah, Ahmed Best's character on uh, a game show that was like a Jedi 
kind of like it was like a kids game show on Disney Channel where they had to do like Jedi training stuff and he was the character who was like the teacher and he was like the game show host but he was Jedi Master Keller and Beck. Oh wow. So that was Ahmed Best's character on there. Oh wow. Can you imagine having grown up and watched that and then seeing and then growing up and watching this thing and seeing him? Yeah, it's great. I mean, I didn't know. I wish I would have known that cuz but I when I learned it afterwards, I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah, that is cool. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um and then and then of course we got the uh the trailer to the uh new Indiana Jones, the fourth Indiana Jones movie. Yep. Uh which we'll talk about later, but uh, anything yes. else that you want to any other comments that you have to make? Are you excited about all this? Yeah, I mean, I just I love Star Wars. I I love yeah. all of it. Yeah. Uh, it's like what Han Solo says, you know, it's true. All of it. I yeah. just love all of it. You know, I, I was thinking about this today, Nick. I wouldn't mind having a second season of Boba Fett where it t- and like change the whole thing up. Like they change yeah. the tone, the vibe, the writing, all of it. Have it be dark and gritty like Andor or, you know, like show us, show us a anti-hero here, guys. Like for real. Yeah. Off Tatooine. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm with everybody. I'm, I'm sick of Tatooine. Uh, we got we got cyberpunk places to go to now. We, we I'm liking the cyberpunk aesthetic in these cities in Star Wars. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, but yeah. Tamara Morrison, uh, I want more Boba Fett. Let me tell you something right now, Nick. You want to know the one, number one place I want to go to in Star Wars? Corellia. Corellia. Yeah, I want to I want to go to Corellia. We we only got a little bit of it at the beginning of Solo. And I was like, oh, I, and that was, I gasped. I was like, is this what I think it is? Is this Corellia? And I was like, we've we've read about all these things that have come out of Corellia, all these ships, the you know Corellian corvettes, and and why why T freighters or what is it? What's the YT twenty thirteen hundred? What is the Millennium Falcon? I don't remember. I'm not good with the ships. I'm good with everything else. It's a it's a YT thirteen hundred. Yeah, I was I was right. It was a YT thirteen hundred. But those things are made on Corellia, guys. And so we got to we got to see Corellia. I was like, it's so awesome. But take me back. Yeah, Solo was already an underrated, uh, excellent movie. Yeah. So we 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 are we are stands of that around here. Um, okay. Well, I'm excited about all this too. Very excited. Uh, we've got some some good people in charge here. We've got some good names. Uh, so a lot to look forward to there. Okay. You know what that brings us to, Nick? What does that bring us to? The Question Towns. Oh boy. The Quaustian's Tomes. Oh, boy is right. The Question Times actually uh, came up with a decent... I don't know if we've done this one before. I can't remember. We've we done some of these podcasts. These here podcasts. I mean, it's, it's possible, but, you know, there's going to be some repeat in these. There's probably... But, but, uh, and you, let us know. If you have a better memory than us, because we are the dumb dudes, let us know. All right, so here's the first question. Well, it's two questions uh, together. What, yeah. what video game movie would you like to see be made? And then which... Uh, video game movie would you like to see get a reboot okay so as far as getting made i have two because one there's like an active plan and one there isn't yeah okay that's okay so, I see. yeah uh i really hope chad stalski who directs the john john wick movies uh really gets to make his ghost of tsushima movie because i think that would be excellent yep. especially agreed especially with the sword fighting and stuff agreed plus he wants to make it in black and white like a kurosawa movie Oh, wow. Yeah, so I hope it gets to do that. Um, and then I would love a Red Dead Redemption. Maybe a series more than a movie, but uh, I would love that. And as far as reboots, I would like uh, 
also a series. I would like a Tomb Raider series uh, that is like got the weird supernatural stuff from the games and uh, the high adventure elements. More like the the newer Tomb Raider games because uh, those are my favorite. So that's my answer. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, I'd, I mean, I'd, Ghost of Tsushima would be perfect. It's so good. Oh, for sure. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be basic, and I'm gonna say Mass Effect. I would also like that as well, just for the aesthetics. Just for the aesthetics, I just want to be in that world, and you know, I'd want somebody who could like a like a Joseph Kaczynski who could transport me to that world with the he music. He would be absolutely the best director. He'd be perfect. Possible. He'd be for per- Mass Effect. Yeah. He and like even on his resume, he'd be like, yeah, I did Oblivion. Of, yeah. Yeah, of course I can do this. Space battles, I, I directed Top Gun. Guys, I got this. If Joseph Kaczynski, if I was like a producer and Joseph Kaczynski came in to pitch a movie, I wouldn't even listen to him. I'd just be like, all right, get started. Here's, here's the money, kid. Yeah, go, hey, go and started. do Put a scene in it, a tone scene like you do in every movie. Yep. Oh, man, I love his movies, man. That's man, so in Oblivion, that pool scene, it's the best scene in any movie. Oh, man. So good. Um, I'm going to say for the reboot, I'm going to go with Assassin's Creed. I never saw the Assassin's Creed movie that they did make. I don't remember anything about it. I remember Michael Fassbender was in it, and I remember it was in Spain. But I could remember that from the trailers. I don't even know if I've even seen it. I have seen yeah, it. Yeah, the only... I think I... Didn't you say you watched it on a plane or something? Something like that. It was just... It was just... Un, it was just... Uh, as Nat, Uninspired. Un, well, unlike Nat King Cole says, it was forgettable. That's what you are. <laughs> So it was, yeah, I was like, I love Assassin's Creed. I love it. The actual Creed is stupid. Um, I'll go ahead and tell you that. Uh, Nothing is true. Everything is permitted. That's the stupidest. That's, I don't know why they made that. It's just so stupid. I hate that. Anyway, it's it's philosophically stupid. But but, But Assassin's Creed, the whole concept, I love. I love the whole thing. So make make a good one. And it doesn't have to be exactly like the video games, but like, take me to that world and, you know. You want some cool robed dudes doing uh, stealth stunts. I want robed dudes doing stealth stunts. Sounds like the episode title. That's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. All right, so uh, if you want to tell us what video game movie, what video game you would like to see made into a movie, and what video game movie you'd like to get rebooted, you can write into us, and we will tell you how to do that later in the show. And that's uh, that's a tactic. It's called strategy, and uh, to make you listen to the show, you don't tune out. Yeah, it's strategidious. Yeah, that's exactly right. All right, that brings us to the new 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 the new new <gasps> new new. Trailers, folks, we have an Adele 14. That's right. The Wickedly. Um, wickedly, well, this is actually like a really good list. The Wickedly Plump. <laughs> yeah, this is a plump. Well, we are feasting to well, this week. Oh, we really are. It's a, it's a, it's plump content week, folks. Uh, so we put, a, we put 14 on here because these are all worth talking about. I even thought about switching one out. And I was like, no, I don't want to switch this out. Yeah. Okay, so let's start out. We're going to start out strong. Secret Invasion, baby. Yeah, so if if you'll remember last week, as Robot Voice informed everyone, uh, this trailer came out a day after we were like, when will the Secret Invasion trailer come out? And then we were like, mm, probably in May with Guardians of the Galaxy. So then 
the universe intervened and made it come out the next day in order to maximize how stupid we looked because <laughs> it literally was out by the time the episode came out um dudes yeah so secret invasion trailer came out so this is uh the marvel series about nick fury and sort of what nick fury has been up to with the scrolls behind the scenes was this supposed uh, to be a, a movie or did they i thought they were they pivoted and said we're gonna make this a movie that was armor wars oh that was armor wars yeah okay. so armor wars uh got turned into a movie but i guess armor wars is following up after secret invasion so secret okay. invasion will lead into armor wars so because Rhodey is in this too. Oh, okay. oh, that's right. Yeah, he's in the trailer. Yeah. Um, so this is an espionage thriller, mm-hmm. and we know that Marvel does that genre very well. Oh yeah, Winter Soldier is an espionage thriller, and so is Black Panther one. Yeah, uh, and and as we all know, my favorite Marvel movie is still the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I think Winter Soldier is the best Marvel movie. My favorite is Guardians two. Ah. Uh, so, uh, so we're looking forward to this. This is this summer. Oh yeah, this is June twenty first. Oh man, can't wait. There's a character that is played by Kingsley Benadir, and uh, he's like a scroll leader. But his name on IMDb says Gravik, which is not a scroll name because scroll names are like a, a letter or two, and then an apostrophe, and then some more letters. So I wonder if that's the person's name that he's uh, simming. And because this guy, at one point in the trailer, stretches out his arms to attack somebody, like Killart, the Super Skrull, in Fantastic Four. And so I'm like, is this guy actually Killart, uh, whose name I am pronouncing based on only ever reading it in comic books, and I do not know how it's supposed to be said, but it's K-L apostrophe R-T. Clert. Clert. Yeah, maybe uh, it's Clert. Clert. Um... So, th- have you heard the the rumor or the theory that the Fantastic Four are going to be from the 1960s and they end up going through time and end up in modern day? Yeah, that's a kind of a cool idea. So, if that's the case, how would this guy be Clert? How well, he's a super scroll. Well, how would he be super scroll? Because the, the Fantastic Four have been gone. He's the super scroll, regardless of them. He just has their powers mostly. Oh, I thought he like stole their powers or something. He got them from him, but he existed long before they did. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Of course, he could have, he could have run into them in the 60s, too. Super Scroll's a really powerful card in Marvel Snap. He, he has the power of all the enemy ongoing powers of all enemy cards. I like him. He's a cool character in the comics, especially in Hickman's Avengers, because uh, the bad guys all have to fight with the good guys against the common enemy in, in Hickman's Avengers. Oh, yeah? And he's uh, one of the best allies that they have. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> dude's OP. Uh-huh. He's great. So I'm hoping he's in there. Uh, I like to see Amelia Clark as, as Gaia, who is uh, Talos' daughter. Uh, I, I just like Amelia Clark. Yeah, she's... I like her better in non-Game of Thrones things. Yeah, I like her in, in Solo, for sure. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, she rules in Solo. She's living the dream, dude. She's in Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah, that's like the nerd EGOT. Well, there's actually it's like the trifecta is Lord of the Rings, Marvel, and Star Wars. So Carl Urban, if he gets in Star Wars, yeah. Uh, who else is there? Anyone else? Yeah. Dominic Monaghan. No, no. He's not in Marvel. He's not in Marvel. Elrond. Uh, oh, Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. He's in. He's in Lord he's, of the Rings. He's not in Star Wars though. Oh, he's not. They all have two. There's got to be someone that can do three. 
I would think it would uh, be Carl Urban yeah, if anyone. Yeah, um, Vision is in. He's Vision and he's in Solo. He's not in. But uh, he, he's not Lord in of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. He wasn't Master and Commander. Yeah, yeah, he gets points for that. We'll, we'll give him yeah. points for that. You guys, and we'll hey, we'll get to, we'll get to Master and Commander later. Yeah. Uh, then next up we have Extraction Two, and oh my gosh, what an amazing trailer! Okay, I had no interest in Extraction. I mean, like I love Chris Hemsworth. Uh, I love Thor. I met Chris Hemsworth, one of the nicest dudes ever. When I saw Extraction, I was like, "This is like the punch press cookie cutter Netflix, Netflix action movie. movie." Yeah, exactly. And so when I put it on the trailer for Extraction Two, I was like, "This is just going to be more of the same." This is one of the coolest trailers. It's so cool in a decade. It's amazing. This trailer is a single shot, almost. Yeah. Like there's a couple cuts yeah. and like flashbacks and stuff. It's like this prison riot, and he's fighting through this prison riot. It's incredible. You're, the camera is face to face with him throughout the entire riot. Yeah, it's like it's like he's got a camera on a a thing sticking out from his chest, and he's fighting in this riot. It's so cool. It's so cool, y'all. You have to see this trailer, even if you're not interested in it. Because like I saw this trailer pop up on YouTube, and I didn't even click on it. I was like, I'll, I'm not even gonna watch it. No, I was so stupid. This is probably the coolest trailer I've seen in years. Yeah, it makes me need to. Wa- I, I have to watch this if this shot, if this scene is in this movie, I need yeah. to watch the movie. And then there's a second shot of him with a minigun slung in his waist, <laughs> taking out a helicopter while he's on a train. I was like, Yeah, it was like a rail shooter. Like, it was <laughs> so, so cool. He was so amazing. I was like, Oh my God. Y'all, you got to, y'all got to see this trailer. I, oh, I'm watching it now <laughs> on IMDb because <laughs> it plays the trailers without sound. Oh, yeah. Man, he just did the helicopter. This is so cool. It's so cool. Like, he's bashing people with riot shields. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, and you believe it, too, because that dude is strong as an ox, man. You, mm-hmm. you believe he can take dudes out with a riot shield, you know? I'm I'm going to watch the first one because uh, <laughs> i got to watch this one. <laughs> so this is one of the most effective trailers in a million years because – it took something that I had almost a negative amount of interest in, <laughs> and it it made it a, a must watch. It, made, it catapulted it from zero z percent to a hunch one hundred percent. We're at a hunch for at, uh, extraction two. Oh, we are we are we are in the hunch crew. We're, we are stands. Uh, give it give it to us, precious. Yep. One the next one uh, I'm not gonna ask for for them to give us this and it's called Assassins or Assassin Club. Yeah. So okay, Assassins Club is big Saban energy here. It's not Saban, but it it's BSE. It stars the dude who played Snake Eyes, Henry Golding, and it has probably cameos from Sam Neill, Daniela Melchior, and. Uh, <laughs> Oh, there's someone else in the trailer too that I recognized. Yeah, but yeah, so there there's actually like four actors that I recognized in this trailer, but it looks such a Saban movie. Oh, it is absolutely BSE. Um, this is like great value, John Wick. Yeah, it really is because it's like an assassin movie. Yeah, uh, let me read the plot here. Yeah, the plot is an assistant, uh, an assistant, an assassin is given the contract to kill seven people around the world, only to discover the targets are also assassins who have been hired to kill him. You know, that's a cool plot. Yeah. Right? Sure. Yeah. Like, and this is like produced by Russo's brothers, but for some, it looks really low budget. 
they they must have like signed one piece of paper where they're like, what kind of guns should we use? Should we use these guns? And be like, yeah, and they signed it and they're like, produced by the Russo brothers. Yep. Oh, uh, no me rapace. That's the. Oh other. yeah. Repa- rep- is it rapace? Rapace. 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 I don't know. No me. Rap- we are rapace. butchering people's names today. The girl with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> oh yeah. Her. Yeah. So it's her and uh, then those other guys. Like I love Daniela Melchior from Suicide Squad. She was my favorite <laughs> character, Ratcatcher. Uh, but not enough to maybe see her for five minutes in this movie. Yeah, de- definitely not. Uh, the, the, it, it's not a good trailer. It doesn't look. It's just BSC. Sam Neill looks great though. By the way, I don't know how old he is. He's got to be what, in the sixties. Yeah, he's up there, and he also just beat cancer too. So he's looking pretty good Dang, for that. Dang, really? Wow. Yeah. If I ever I, knock on wood, I hope I never have to. But if I ever get cancer and I beat it, I want to look as good as Sam Neill does. Yeah, it would be nice. To uh, speaking of, uh, I will be a Sam Neill character for Dragon Con. Spoiler, not really a spoiler, but a secret. Is it from? Uh, I'm not gonna tell you. Event Horizon. I'm, dang it, <laughs> Nick! <laughs> <laughs> so you have to make sure that your flag has the little uh, uh, Aboriginal thing on it, yep. like his did. Because that was Sam Neill's uh, prediction for the future that they would incorporate it into the Australian flag, mm-hmm. and he was right, and they did. Yeah, I will have that flag patch. There's actually a person on the internet that makes it. Uh, I'm gonna have to make the Doctor Sam, the Doctor Weir patch. Uh, so I'm gonna use my vinyl cutter and maybe use felt or some kind of cloth so it has a little bit of dimension to it. Put it on a Velcro yeah. backing. Yeah, nice secret. I figured it out really quickly. Well, well, I uh, okay. Okay, I know. When my mom used to have a bakery and the landlord was this schlubby guy, um, uh-huh. and he would, he'd, you'd talk to him, he'd be like, okay, and uh, okay. So me and my sister always say, okay, and uh, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he was not a good, he was not a good person either. So uh, I can call him schlubby. Thanks. I, right. I can't believe he called that guy schlubby. He was, he was like a, a stereotypical landlord type guy yeah you know like that kind my landlord that i have is the opposite of all of those he's like the best possible landlord you could ever have oh that's great no that's (laughs) yeah i got a good situation here he's great yeah my landlord's the bank and i never hear from him and i like it that way thanks yep hey we got a teaser another teaser for guardians of the galaxy real short and you're like why are you why why are you gonna talk about this Uh, because it just looks so good (laughs) Yeah, this is just a reminder about how every single thing that comes out of this makes it the most I've ever wanted to see a movie in my life. Yeah, and you've you've already been like that. But, but, like, there's, these are not making us want to see this anymore. It's like, don't show us anymore. We just want to see it at this point. Yeah, I'm sold. Uh, a, a fun thing about that is they put the soundtrack on Spotify already, and I refuse to look at it. I'm like, no, that's a spoiler for Guardians. Yeah. Like, I want to hear the... Because he puts so much effort into picking the right song for right. the right scene. I right. don't want to know what they are ahead of time. No, uh, I, I want to go into this really blind. Yeah, and just oh, for ex- sure. And just experience it, you know. Yep. Because that's that's kind of how I did with Dungeons and Dragons, and and uh, it was it was fun that way. It's fun that way. Yeah. It's it's nice to have a surprise. It is. Uh, all right. So then we have a trailer for Blue Beetle, the DC comic book hero. Okay, yeah. So the plot of this is a Mexican teenager finds an alien beetle that gives him super-powered armor. Uh, that's the plot that you can have. Uh, I've never heard of this character. Oh, you haven't? Uh, well, okay. I have in, in a way because 
I knew that when Alan Moore wrote the original Watchmen, he wanted to use like real DC characters that were just not very famous, and he wanted Night Owl to be Blue Beetle, and uh, that's the only time I like I didn't know what that meant or who it was. So this is the first I've ever seen anything of him. Uh, this tra- this trailer looks like it was a CW show. Yeah, I think that's accurate. This is, it's giving Power Rangers. It's giving Guyver that. Ah, uh, oh, Guyver, <laughs> the worst. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's like Power Rangers on the CW. I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, it looks the his suit looks like the con- like concept art for Rescue, uh, Pepper Potts. <laughs> Iron yeah. Man suit. Yeah, definitely not as cool. Yeah. No, uh, not as, I don't know. But we're not DC people. We're not DC people. And I, look, I love seeing some Hispanic people on the screen. But Yeah, that's that's a rarity for superhero things. Yeah. Uh but just thinking about it makes me want more Scarlet Scarab. That's all I want. Yeah. yeah. You got a cool you got a cool print. Uh-uh. I did, yeah. So I watched Kevin's dog uh when he was at C two E two and for he got me a, two prints. He got me a black cat print and a Scarlet Scarab Moon Knight print, and they're both awesome. Yes, very cool. I I will say though that James Gunn said this Blue Beetle movie is good, but he's probably just promoting his new yeah, I think, I think, gig. I think that's probably likely. Yeah. Oh, I had something to say. Sorry, I interrupted you. You did, but that's that's all right. It's all right, Nick. It's quite all right. But uh, Nick, you probably won't be getting a a print of Blue Beetle. Uh, Blue Beetle. No, I won't be getting a Blue Beetle. No, I won't. Not gonna do if it. If I was to get a, a print of a DC character, it would only be Swamp Thing. Ah. Yeah, I do like Swamp Thing. You know what else I like? I like I like a Spooderman. And we have a new trailer, trailer number two for Spooderman Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, so obviously this this is, looks excellent. Oh, yeah. Uh, the only thing that is somewhat disappointing is the lack of the companion characters from the first movie. Like, you don't see Noir or Spider-Ham or Penny Parker or any of those guys except for Peter B. Parker. So I don't know if they're just not in it. That would be disappointing a little. Uh, but uh, I really enjoyed seeing Jason Schwartzman's The Spot. Oh, yeah. Who is notoriously like a loser character. In fact, he he and a couple other like uh, D-list villains form a group called the League of Losers in the comics. And uh, it looks like they're playing up that aspect of him too. Like he's kind of dorky. But... He's the only villain they've shown. I wonder if he's the main villain. Do you think Spider-Man 2099 is going to become a villain? I think he's an antagonist more more than a villain. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he he seems like he's probably the primary antagonist because he's his goals are are different than Miles. So, but he's not a bad guy. He's but he is an antagonist. Yeah. But yeah, so Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, played by Oscar Isaac. Uh, he's from a future where where there are no superheroes and uh, he works at Alchemex and uh, something happens to him where he gets spider powers. I forget. It's been a long time since I read the 2099 comics. <laughs> yeah, there was a... But, what, what else? What other 2099 comics were there? Oh, they did a slew of them after this one. Uh, I don't remember, though. God, so I'm not up to ago. date on those. I I didn't. I don't know. It's like 25 years that. ago. I mean, it was 30 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, it was like, forever ago. I, 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 I did enjoy that the Scarlet Spider in this trailer is in the 90s kind of uh, 
comic art style. So he stands out from the different one because he was in the Clone Saga in the 90s, which is a very controversial Spider-Man run. Um, but I love everyone loves the Scarlet Spider design with that hoodie. Oh, that's the best. I yeah, love that one. Best. Yeah. So this looks excellent. We can't wait. Uh, give it to yeah. us. Also looking excellent is the, the Barbie movie. We finally got a trailer for the Barbie movie. Yeah. Okay. So the the plot is to live in Barbie land is to be a perfect being in a perfect place unless you have a full on ex- existential crisis or you're a Ken. <laughs> so <laughs> the marketing has been like, this Barbie is a doctor. This Barbie is a veterinarian. This Barbie is an astronaut. And then all the Kens there say, this is Ken. He's just Ken because it's Ken. He's an accessory. Yeah. Here's another Ken. <laughs> yeah. So uh, from this trailer, we see that like they're literally like Barbie toys and they live in like the Barbie world with the Barbie. To- like they drive the Barbie cars and they go down the Barbie water slides. And there's a very, very funny scene because it's like basically the kids are playing with toys. So they're as smart as kids who would be playing with toys <laughs> and ken is like i think i'll stay over tonight because we're boyfriend and girlfriend <laughs> and barbie goes to do what and then there's like crickets and he goes i, I don't really know <laughs> 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 and then uh he's like facing off against simu liu and his like posse of kens versus this ken and then it appears that they're trying to go to the real world uh, at the end there yeah is it going to be kind of like, uh, what's that Disney movie with the with the princess that comes to the real world with Amy Adams? Enchanted? Enchanted. Yeah, it's going to be like kind of like Enchanted. I kind of get Lego movie vibes from this. Yeah, I didn't know that this was going to be in like the Barbie world. Um, I thought it was going to be just set in like real world, but they've done the actual Barbie world. There's, yeah, I think they go from the Barbie world to the real world, but uh, it's I don't know, it just looks really good. Uh, Do you think that the when the end credits roll that they're going to play I'm a Barbie Girl? They better. Aqua needs this. <laughs> Aqua needs the money. They were one hit wonder, weren't they? Yeah, yeah they, Aqua needs this. They need the money, guys. They need the royalties. <laughs> yeah, they need it. Throw them a bone, Mattel. <laughs> That's it. All right. Um, so we, we are very excited about Barbie. Looks great. No notes. Yep. Give it to us. Okay, then we have a trailer for The Diplomat. This is a six-part series that follows Laura Simmons and her Barcelona consul colleague and friend Alba Ortiz as they fight to protect British nationals who find themselves in trouble in the Catalan city. Uh, This is a Carrie Russell Netflix movie. It is on here because Carrie Russell is one of the OG crushes uh, because I used to love Felicity in the 90s. And... uh, I just I'll watch anything that that Carrie Russell is in. Carrie Russell is forty seven years old, so she's she has aged very well. Oh yeah, if I was uh, a single person in in a ability to date Carrie Russell <laughs> existed, I wouldn't I wouldn't walk away. Nick wouldn't walk away, folks. Uh, so yeah, so she looks great. She's a great actress. looks looks great in this. Uh, I'll probably end up missing this. I I don't have Netflix, but I I'll probably like I have Netflix in spurts. So maybe next time I have it, I'll watch this on the next Netflix spurt. You can yeah, watch. I don't like to give them a lot of money. I like to give them a little money and then watch all the stuff I want and then stop giving them money right away. Which is a smart move. Yeah. That's the big brain move. We got the big brain. Yeah. Oh, the big brain I got a move. giant brain. We got the giant brain move. 
Okay, uh, we've got a trailer here for Silo. It's the second trailer for Silo. Yeah, so this is the Rebecca Ferguson Apple TV uh, series. And then last time we had a trailer, we were discussing that this was a YA book series. And I said it wasn't because the main characters are adults. And then uh, Jess said it was a, a YA novel. But I, doesn't that mean that the characters are young adults? Because Rebecca Ferguson is like 40. Yeah, so. I didn't. I don't think. I don't think that they have to be ki- kids. I don't. It's just like the content and the style is like YA. It seems very uh, open ended to me, like the concept and the style. Like, I would think that the character would also have to be a young adult, because of how, that's how they would identify with the material. That's how they. That's how they used to write comics. Like the the kid character would switch bodies with the hero, like. Uh, Shazam, Shazam, and uh, Captain Marvel, Man of the Cree, and you know you had Bucky Barnes even back, you know running around with Captain America. So you, Robin, so, you, so yeah, Robin, so you could relate. You know, you yeah. could picture yourself as the sidekick of this hero. Yeah. So that I don't know. I guess if it's a young adult, then I don't know what young adult means. We've muddied the waters here, Nick. Yeah, but anyway, this looks better than a lot of. Uh, other young adult things although yeah. like hunger games is young adult and that first movie was pretty good yeah uh i'm de- i'm gonna watch this i'm definitely gonna oh watch yeah this. A- absolutely rebecca uh, ferguson is enough i can't well uh she's more than enough dude I, yeah. I i she's one of those actresses that i say because she's in this i will watch it, it i wasn't yep. interested in it, but because she's in it i'll watch it and not just because she's drop dead gorgeous which we all agree she is but she she tends to choose projects that are awesome. Yeah, I've not seen a bad thing with her. The, yeah. the probably the the least great thing I've seen with her in it was Doctor Sleep, which is the sequel to The Shining, and that wasn't bad. It was just kind of okay. Yeah. Um. This also has Tim Robbins in it, who's great, and uh, Rashida Jones, who everybody loves. Rashida Jones. I love Rashida Jones. It's, it's, it's common. And common. Leslie Nope loves uh, uh, Rashida. <laughs> Oh, you Ann Perkins, you beautiful tropical fish. You be- you beautiful land mermaid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now I want now I want to go watch Parks and Rec. Uh, me too. Um, so we're gonna watch Silo. Okay. Uh, yep. Then we have a red band trailer for Medellin. 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 Okay. So this doesn't. I can't read the description of this. Uh, because it is so. Low budge and foreign that it does not have an IMDb page. <laughs> Low budge and foreign. That's exactly what this is. Um, you may remember a little movie that we reviewed uh, way back when <laughs> called Desert Strike, starring The Mountain and also starring the man himself, Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. And inexplicably in a, I guess it was an Egyptian movie, I believe. Egyptian movie, yeah. yeah. Well, now we have this foreign film, which is maybe French, maybe... It appears to be mostly French. Mostly French, but, you know, maybe it's Haitian, you know what I mean? Or Lebanese. Or it could be that, but uh, but you know who's in this? Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson is, is, is the only person speaking English in this. Yep, and they had to still put on the, the closed captioning for him. <laughs> they sure did. <laughs> and it, and he, he, he says a curse word, so that's why it's Red Band Trailer. Um... These are. I want to do a. I want to do a new podcast, Nick. Maybe for the Patreon, where we do a deep dive. We do an inve- We do investigative journalism 
okay. on these these foreign films that somehow make their way to the states and they have Mike Tyson in them. Yeah, let's do a Mike Tyson <laughs> expository <laughs> podcast. Mike Tyson in foreign movies uh, expository podcast. That I would listen to that because it's so inexplicable. That's the only word I can use. Yeah, it's it's so bizarre. It's <laughs> it would it would be less random if SpongeBob SquarePants appeared in Honestly. one of these movies. Yeah, it's just so out but of place. It's like a French gun movie with a lot of like really off color <laughs> jokes. And it's just bad, like bad, bad movie. And, and like Mike Tyson's there. In the first line, he, you know, you give the guy one line, and he can't even deliver the one line. <laughs> like, the first, like the first time you see him on screen, this woman gives him a hug, and he, and he says something to the effect. He says something like, "You, you really have grown up." But he's like, "My God, you have grown." It's just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't even do the one line, dude. It's. It's the worst. Act. It's like Ben Wyatt on Parks and Rec when he's trying to be on TV and act like a normal person. Yeah. But yeah, it's Mike Tyson. It's so bad. Oh. Deeply, deeply terrible. Uh, highly recommend watching this. Oh movie. yeah, absolutely. The the uh, the trailer's entertaining for sure because it's so bad. So that's Medellin. 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 Uh, yeah. Then we have a terrible trailer for Journey to the Center of the Earth on Disney. Yeah. So this is a Disney Plus series. Uh, Diego's dream is to have his video game achievements turned into real-life explorations. He's a creative and curious kid, an inventor, and the leader of his group of friends. Diego will spend the summer with his friends at a camp run by Pompilio Calderon, an eccentric and well-known explorer. They find a medallion that belonged to Pola, Diego's grandmother. Following in her footsteps, they will discover some ruins in a mysterious portal to the Vern dimension, a parallel universe that symbolizes what our planet could have been if it were not for the destructive greed of mankind. So this is just a property that like Disney won't let go because they did that one with the rock. And before that they did one with like a 3d one with Brendan Fraser, like a while ago. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, it's a Jules Verne thing from a million years ago. <laughs> I love that they they have to be in the zeitgeist and and they can't just do Jules Verne. They have to take it to another dimension, uh, the Verne dimension. The Verne dimension and Jules Verne is in this. Like the an actor is playing Jules Verne in this. Yep. And uh, but they have to go to a parallel dimension and uh, utopias don't exist, dude. The greed of man will always be here. Sorry. This is a really lame looking show. Like even for like a thing for kids yeah like, it, it, looked, it reminded me of spy kids uh it reminded me something out of the late 90s with like these like s- like terrible cgi spiders and it's uh-huh. like they they only they're like we okay we only got a budget for like four cgi scenes i'm like well you gotta put those spiders in there yeah uh, so it's really bad um but i knew that you know, it's obviously dubbed but i knew but i knew before i could t- before they had the bad lip syncing on the dubbing um i knew it was foreign because you know it's foreign when the frame rate is that of a Mentos commercial. You know, <laughs> yeah, it was a Mentos commercial. Like America sh- makes movies in twenty-four frames a second, right? Yep. And this is like thirty-one frames a second, or or maybe it's like twenty-two. Anyway, you, it it just looks like a Mentos commercial always. Yeah, that high frame rate 
makes it so you can definitely clearly see the lines of everything that is CGI because it looks like you're standing on a blue screen because the the depth of field is too defined. Yeah, and it's, it's not a good look. What's the what's the the movie from last week that was really bad? That was like the dude. Uh, it looked like we had big Saban energy. It was the big Saban energy from last week. Yeah, it was called like grit or grit or something. Yes. some stupid thing like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. But crud. <laughs> yeah, it was called crud. <laughs> <laughs> that sweet movie uh it had you knew it, it had the mentos frame rate yes uh, it did and it was australian there you go i'm telling you so that's how you know it's foreign it's the mentos frame rate it's yep. off it's just off it, it just yep. looks different and in it's kind of you can't really if you don't know that it's different frame rate you're like i can't put it into words it just looks like a mentos commercial anyway yeah bad. that's how that's how you know uh, I, I'm really excited about this uh, ne- This next thing. This is probably, let me look at this. This may be, other than Spider-Man, this might be what I'm most excited about. And, and it is the a trailer to Ahsoka. Okay, so Ahsoka Tano is Anakin's Padawan from the Clone Wars. And if you haven't watched any of the animated series, she has a very rich backstory. Uh, people who have only watched the live action stuff know her from Mandalorian. So this series is kind of a sequel to Star Wars Rebels, the animated series, uh, where the crew of the Ghost, because the crew of the Ghost is all present and accounted for in this trailer, because we get a first look at a live-action Harris and Dula, played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead, uh, the droid Chopper, who is the best droid in all of Star Wars. We have live-action Zeb in The Mandalorian last week, so uh, he's one of the Ghost crew. Uh, we have Grand Admiral Thrawn. Uh, Sabine Wren, who's a Mandalorian that travels with the Ghost Crew, and she's one of the best. Rebels has the best core group of Star Wars characters for anything. Like, it's just a really tight, good group of characters. Did Filoni come up with that group of characters, or was it a team effort? It was him. Yeah, he made that show by himself, pretty much. Oh, well, there you uh, go. So he's, you know, he's the best. Uh, so at the, I don't want to spoil Rebels, but it ends up with. Uh, Ezra Bridger and Grand Admiral Thrawn being separated from everyone else and so in this they're trying to find Ezra and then Grand Admiral Thrawn is coming back so uh, not only do we get those characters coming back in live action this time but we get like the first appearance of live action Grand Admiral Thrawn from the uh, back or Grand Granddad Mural Thrawn <laughs> from the previous episode and uh, yeah from the, from the back that. Uh, so they haven't shown him from the front yet. <laughs> that was probably one of the best episode titles we ever did. <laughs> yep, Granddad Mural Thrawn. Granddad Mural Thrawn. Uh, also in this was the droid at the end, uh, voiced by David Tennant from The Clone Wars, who is, his name is Huyang, and he's like an archivist droid who is the one who teaches them how to make lightsabers when they're like little kid Jedis. Uh, so he's from the Clone Wars, and one of the best Clone Wars episodes is the, the like arcs, like a little three episode arc is the one with him in it. And uh, this is just so good because also Ahsoka says, like Grand of Grand Admiral Thrawn, she's like he's I hear he's back, and he's the heir to the Empire, and heir to the Empire is the original Timothy Zahn Grand Admiral Thrawn trilogy yep. that served as the episode seven, eight, and nine uh, before Disney bought Star Wars. Yeah, um, very exciting stuff. I've I've yep. got to watch Clone Wars and Rebels before this comes out. I have to. 
Yeah, you at least should watch Rebels like before this one comes out. Yeah. Like Rebels, Rebels. Unfortunately, the animation isn't the best style, but you do get used to it uh, pretty quickly. Like, but the storytelling in Rebels is the best. Like, it's the best core group of characters. It has a really good through line. The plot is very good, especially once you get to Grand Admiral Thrawn because he's such a good uh, character. Good old Granddad. But also the the. The actress that they cast as the live-action Sabine is gorgeous. That doesn't that harm anything. No. Natasha Lou Bordizzo, her name is. And, and then, of course, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, Ahsoka. It's going to be the best. I don't know. It's a great this trailer, too. Most, yeah, this is the most Star Wars thing I want. Next up, we have a trailer for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yeah, so this is a fourth Indiana Jones movie that we never thought we'd get because there hasn't been an Indiana Jones movie since the 80s with uh, Last Crusade. Uh, Last Crusade. And uh, looking forward to having a fourth one. Uh, this The plot is, is dialed around. There's this dial. It's dialed around this dial. And we don't really know what it does yet. But it apparently drove Toby Jones crazy. And his daughter who is Phoebe Waller-Bridge, is trying to get it, and then Indy's trying to get it from her, and then there's Nazis trying to get it too. And uh, the de-aging effects in this are really, really good. Yep. Also, I didn't know the uh, the uh, the bad guy in this is... Um, Mads? Mads, yeah. Mad, yeah, Mads Mickelson. Mads Mickelson, who's great. So uh, he plays a good bad guy. Yep, and this is directed by James Mangold, who's great. Uh, I'm I'm more excited that that James Mangold is directing this and not Steven Spielberg because I feel like if Steven Spielberg tried to make a fourth Indiana Jones movie, he would mess it up really bad. <laughs> yeah, I think it would get it wrong. Yeah, he would get it wrong in like Catholic Shia LaBeouf or something like that. Oh you know? gosh. So yeah, uh, well, luckily we don't live in a universe that where that happened, right? Correct. We live in this one where the fourth one is called Dial of Destiny, and it looks really, really good. Yep. And I hope it is, and I'm excited about I'll it. I'll see it in theater. The last trailer that we have here, the Adele 14th trailer, is for The Muppets Mayhem, and this is a very teasery trailer. Yeah, so this is uh, uh, Disney Plus. I think it's like just a series of short episodes uh, about the Muppets band Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem as they record their first ever album and i think it's like a rock documentary like spinal tap like oh okay uh, kind of like a fake documentary yeah because uh, that i think christopher beatles Guest. yeah yeah with the beatles documentary coming out a lot of people are liking to make fun of it like on history of the world part two they do <laughs> uh, a lot pump so. up the jam yeah, like you see in this trailer that they turn their base or they turn their amp up to eleven point five. So that's a direct Spinal Tap reference. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if if Christopher Guest showed up in this. That's probably something that would happen. Yeah, or or Rob Reiner. <laughs> yeah, uh, either one of them. Either but one. yeah, uh, Jess really likes the Muppets, so we will definitely be watching this. I like the Muppets too. It is no surprise to me that Jess likes the Muppets. Oh yeah, she loves Muppets. There's all kinds of Muppet stuff over by her desk over here. Oh yeah. That's great. The Muppets. All right, well, that's all the new, new trailers. And that brings us to The Patron Selects. The Patron Selects. Yeah, so uh, people in the 
$7 or higher Patreon tier get to choose a trailer. We have three patrons at that tier, but only two of them selected trailers this week. Uh, and the first one comes from Kevin, who selected our, our one last week. And he he picked Master and Commander as a little treat to us. <laughs> he did. So this is a, like a two-minute, oh, two 45-second trailer, something like that. Yep. Uh, from 2003. So this is 20 years old at this point. Yeah, because it came out in November of 2003. And uh, uh, this movie had the trailer voice, which I didn't think was in the 2000s at all. I thought that was... Like, only in the 90s, or well, and prior. But yeah, it, it showed up. I was surprised. Yeah, that was one of the, was one of the really the only things I didn't like. There's two things I didn't like about this. And, and granted, this is just style at the time. We didn't know any different. Yep. Um, but it has that the, the voiceover that starts like in the middle of the trailer. It's kind of a weird place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they add sound effects, obviously added in specifically swords clanging together and like the you know the steel on steel sounds. It was just very obviously dubbed in. I would like to see a modern cut trailer for Master and Commander because this, yeah. I, I feel like this doesn't get across the scope of how good Master and Commander is because Master and Commander is a perfect movie. It's perfect. It's one of the best things ever done by humans and this trailer was was kind of generic i felt yeah i need to see a a new one by today's standards it would probably like if i was going to do like a teaser trailer for master and commander i would only just show the scene where they're fighting against it and the acheron in the fog oh man that's the stuff or just like the part where um russell crowe is like this ship is england you know that speech oh it's so good one of the best movies of all time. Yeah. Well, if you guys find a modern cut of that uh, you know, into a trailer, let us know. Uh, but I will say the rest of the trailer actually held up pretty well, just because the movie's so good that any footage you show is going to present well. Yeah. Any footage I see of it makes me want to go watch it immediately. Yeah. So. And they had I love Master Commander the, so much. The score that they put over it was just, I guess, a movie – This. I don't know if it was from the movie, maybe, but it uh, it worked like the way that they did the music, and it worked. Yeah, it was good. Uh, it just it wasn't good enough for how good the movie is. Like it didn't convey yeah, it properly. I'll, I'll agree with that for sure. The movie's way better than it made than the trailers made it look. Yep. <laughs> the next. One. Oh my gosh! Who, who sent this one in? So my cousin Squid. Oh, yeah. Uh, he sent this one in because I said you get to pick a trailer and he goes any trailer from any time <laughs> and I was like yeah and he goes let me think so about 20 minutes later I got Black Belt Jones <laughs> Black Belt Jones which is from the set like early 70s maybe 1974 okay. it's a black exploitation kung fu movie about a guy named Black Belt Jones and let me let me I forgot to pull up the plot so here. The, in the description the it said a black exploitation classic and I was like oh gosh yeah. we're dealing with a with a classic here Cult classic, black exploitation classic. Uh, a mafia buyout of Papa Bird's karate school downtown ends in his death. Bird's daughter Sydney refuses to sell and wants revenge. Bird's students call the black belt Jones for help. <laughs> Jones reluctantly teams with Sydney in many battles. So, this is great. Like it's very seventies, very kung fu. Like this is like if you combined Luke Cage and Iron Fist into one dude. Uh, you get Black Belt Jones. Yeah. He's got like this big afro, uh, doing all these acts like Bruce <laughs> Lee roundhouse kicks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's there's this one part though in this trailer 
he tells uh, Sydney to do the dishes, and she looks at him, and then she looks at the dishes, and then she shoots all the dishes, and then she goes, "There, they're done." <laughs> uh, I laughed. Yeah. Jess and I laughed out loud at that. There's some clap. There's some like very stylistic stuff in this that has in- that you can tell has had an influence. So like the kind of like funk music tr- music behind the trailer. Mm-hmm. I guarantee. I guarantee that Quentin Tarantino loves this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you can smell uh, his his movies all over this. He probably drops this movie in conversation. He'd be like, uh, you know, it kind of reminds me of this, that nineteen seventy four black exploitation classic, Black Belt Jones. Have you ever seen it? It's, yeah, it's I a, own a thirty five millimeter print of it. I like to show it at Alamo. Yeah, I have the original. I actually have the first printing of it. It's it's labeled number <laughs> one. You should. It's, you, we have to put it on my bespoke uh, reel. I have a real uh, projector. I have a, I have a real projector. I bought it uh, from. Uh, Orson Welles uh, estate sale. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was made in Germany in uh, in 1956. It's one of the best in the world. <laughs> uh, that's probably more accurate than we think. <laughs> probably is. Uh, there's yeah, a, there's all this part where he does the roundhouse kicks, and each guy waits their turn to yeah. be kicked in the face. It's very that's very Bali like Indi like Indian Bollywood style. Yeah, for sure. Like, like the old 70s Bollywood style. Yeah. The the tagline of this movie is he clobbers the mob. <laughs> it's perfect. He does a front flip the first time they his first attack, like the first time you see him do anything, he like walks up to these dudes, does a front flip, and then hits both of them in the face. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> why did you do the flip? <laughs> also, his name is his real name, Black Belt Jones, is Jim Dragon Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't roll off the tongue quite as well, does it? Yeah, no, that's the actor's name. Uh I'm gonna change my my name to Dragon, uh, or Black Belt Jones, maybe, because my last name is Kelly. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, this was one of the most fun things I've ever seen. So. <laughs> it was great. It, <laughs> it was, was a great. Tra- it made me want to watch the whole movie. But maybe we'll do a Patreon where we uh, Mystery Science Three Thousand style this uh, Black Belt Jones movie. Yeah, we should do. Actually, that. Actually, actually sounds really fun. And we got to do Desert mm-hmm. Strike. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> So consider those things, folks, um, if you want to be a Patreon supporter. And Nick is going to tell you how you can do any of this. Yeah. So if you want to, if you want to like answer the questions times or like send us a stump the robot with accents or anything like that, you can follow us on Instagram at Trailer Blazers Podcast. Uh, you, you can also feel free to email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail if you want to know when a new episode drops, you can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers. But don't try and get in contact with us there because we don't check the notifications. Uh, if you want, you can be a if this if you really want to help. If you really like the podcast, you want to be helpful, uh, help us like pay for hosting and get some bonus content while you're at it. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash trailerblazers where we have a few patrons now. This is the first month that it's being active, so there'll be some bonus stuff made. Uh, very soon for you patrons and uh one of the things i i talked about this last week a little i said i was gonna make like mystery science theater tracks for things and i think i've i've i'm changing that a little to a a better thing where i found that youtube has a million billion uh public domain educational short films from the 50s and 60s so i'm going to do like what Rift Tracks does and Mystery Science Theater does, but I'm gonna I can take the videos uh, and I can 
I can edit in the commentary into the videos and I can share the videos themselves. So I, I will be doing that. That'll be on the top, the wickedly generous Adele Dezine tier because I'll probably, uh, that'll be a lot of work. So that's the top tier. And then uh, look forward to our Dungeons and Dragons recap that we might include Missy on too from the Christmassy episodes. And uh, after I see Dungeons and Dragons, we can do that. So look forward to that. And that'll be available to uh, everybody so far that is subscribed. And uh, if you want to, you can leave us a positive review and rating on Apple Podcasts, which is a, a great way for us to gain traction. And if you do that, Quick Mickey's going to let you know what happens. Now, folks, and just subscribing's good. But let me tell you, if you leave that five-star writing on there, I'm going to do the recording. I already asked Ben and Nick about this. I do recording and talk about a nightmare that I had the other night. It's a night terror. It's real bad dreaming. It was... It was weird. It took place in like the 1950s. It was back there, and uh, there was this fella looking for this uh, glass human skull, and uh, trying to get this skull. And aliens show up, and and uh, there's groundhogs that don't look like real groundhogs, and there's like swinging like Tarzan through the forest. And it, anyway, it was very scary. And I, when I woke up in sweats, you know. And, uh, you know, if you sweat a lot at night time in the bed, you probably need to change your sheets at least once a week. That is a tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey, effervescent, reticulated, resplendent. As always, thank you to our patrons, Kevin, Squid, and Sheila. And for the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I am a young adult novel with a 35-year-old man as the protagonist. Happy Trailers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I'm a one-of-a-kind, uh, made in America, 1983 uh, version of myself. Uh, maybe you've heard of it, um, but this says you can't get another one. It's the only one in the world, and I have it. Yeah, I bought them at an estate sale for Orson Welles' family. <laughs> Happy Trailsers! Famous for... Oh, what's legendary famous for? Armageddon. Ever heard of it?